Welcome to In the Making. I'm your host, Selena, and today we're going to talk about experiencing God in nature. There's just so many different ways that people experience God. This is actually one that I also experience God in, which there's many ways that I do not experience God in, but nature is one of mine for sure. And today I have with me uh, two guests. One is Derek Radcliffe, who used to be a geologist for a while, which is pretty cool. And he's doing a Master's of Divinity right now. We first met through Power to Change when he was on stint. Um, and we became Instagram friends. He has very beautiful photos, a lot of nature. And so that's why I asked him to be a part of this podcast. And then uh, Deb Wong, who also has a lot of beautiful photos because she is a photographer and an artist. Um, she lives in the East Coast of Canada. Actually, right now we're like all spread out throughout Canada, which is pretty cool. Derek, you're in Calgary, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're on the East Coast, Deb, and uh, you work in full-time ministry as well as the director of creative communications. And so thanks for, for joining me in this discussion on nature. Um, it'll be fun. Okay. So my first question is, can you describe a time where you connected with God in nature? Who wants to go first with that? Go ahead, Deb, if you, if you Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Derek. Um, yeah, I thought about this question and there were two instances that immediately came to my mind. I'll share one. Um, I just, uh, I was overseas and, uh, I had been on this like long work trip and there was, I kind of left my family for this work trip and, um, my mom had traveled to help my husband back home, um, with our kids who were pretty young at that stage. And, um, so here I was like needing to, uh, put my head into where I was. Um, and it was just a lot of travel. So there was just a lot of grind, uh, to this specific work trip. And I just remember one morning, um, just having this overwhelming sense of, uh, a mixture of like parental guilt <laughs> of like being so far away from my family. Um, definitely guilt because my mom actually started to get sick. Um, and I just had all of these worries about, um, my mom and about my husband needing to now like take my mom to the hospital while having two young kids at home and all this sort of thing. And I just remember feeling like this huge weight just kept building and building. And I was like, Deb, you need to stay in like whatever you're doing right now. And uh, that's so that day was just kind of like setting the context for that day. And um, later on in that day, um, as I was just still processing um, what was happening, and I think there was also an altercation that day, like <laughs> in the work situation, that made it like kind of added to the whole mood and the stress of things. And then um, I just remember the moment that I felt like God just kind of break through um, for me in that for that specific um, kind of place that I was in. It was like uh, around sunset. And uh, the people that I was with, part of what we were doing was capturing a lot of stories and imagery and that sort of thing. So I had my camera in hand as a photographer. And so we really wanted to get to the sunset over the ocean. And um, we were driving and we're like, 
as like people who are trying to capture the sunset, we get really, really tense about like missing the moment. <laughs> so we're just like watching the sun slowly coming down and we're like, we need to get there. And so it was just like a lot of stress. And I just remember the moment we like was finally able to, like to pile out of that van and uh, we spill out of the van and I'm trying to like just get to the, the, just get all the vantage points that I can get and, and to take the photographs that I would like to take of that moment. And I just remember sitting, standing there and looking out over the ocean and there's just like these beautiful orange puffy clouds and just like wave after wave. And the waves look different than the waves I see at home. And I just remember that moment, um, really like God just kind of meeting me in that moment. Um, and what it brought was a lot of familiarity. Um, I live on the east coast of Canada, so I the ocean is one of those places that I really connect with God. Um, just that sense of constancy, um, the sense of like repetitive nature of the waves, and um, the hugeness of God in those places. And I remember walking straight up to that shoreline that day, turning into evening. And um, someone I was with, one of my teammates, was just kind of like out of warning. It's like, hey, watch out. Like the tide might be coming in, um, so don't get caught in it. And I just like instinctively said like, no, the tide's going out. And I just knew. I just knew that the tide was going out. I could see the patterns on the sand. And um, I think he – like the person that had said this to me, he was kind of taken aback a little bit. And it just was one of those moments where I'm like – I felt like I just knew – it was so familiar. It's like the same ocean that I knew um, from like my home. And there was just the sense of like being present with God in that moment and him being present with me. Um, and just like that sense of knowing, um, knowing that he's there, knowing this ocean that I have touched on the other side somewhere and then God just kind of like saying to me, like, I know what's happening and I'm with you and I know like all the things that you're concerned about and I'm with you in it. Um, so that's one that constantly stands out to me um, as just yeah, one of those moments that God just kind of met me in a powerful way. That's really beautiful, Deb. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, that is beautiful. Um, I feel like I've cried many times because of a sunset. (laughs) um, I haven't felt the pressure, though, to catch the moment because I'm not a photographer. But um, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Derek, what about for you? I was kind of racking my brain for a specific kind of big moment and nothing really came to mind other than just um, a sense of constancy that I get um, when I am out in nature or in just contemplating some of like the simple still things in life that happen. Um, I'm really blessed. Uh, I live in just a little apartment right now, but uh, I've got like a little forest outside of my balcony that faces east. And in the summer, when the weather's nice, I usually will do like a devotion in the morning with like some tea. And there's something just so special as like the sun is coming up and just like filtering through the leaves and like Mm -hmm. cascading all across there. And you see, I got a bunch of plants out there and just, there's this, this feeling of like, every time that happens, it's like specifically a gift that I'm receiving from him. And there's just this sense of awe and gratitude and like doing the same thing almost every day. But it's so special because it feels like it's meant for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
I think that's kind of the neat thing that I think with nature is that even in like the small little tiny details, God takes care of and he pays attention to and to know that like we are just these little tiny people in a big universe, yet he kind of knows and cares for us uh, is it's nice to be reminded of that. And for whatever reason, his creation just does a good job of reminding me of that. And mm-hmm. um, I've been in Alberta most of my life. And so I'm very fortunate as well to have just like huge, epic, majestic mountains, like a 45 minute drive away from my house. And even just as you like kind of come over the last hill on the highway and suddenly you're met with this spectacle of what he's made. It, it's just like a reflection of who he is. It's, it's yeah, it's um, so not any specific moment, but just kind of those ongoing moments for me. That sounds really beautiful as well. Um, I'm now a little jealous because I live in Toronto, which is a city, <laughs> but I do connect with God and nature. And I mean, even as both of you are sharing, I'm thinking of various um, circumstances where I feel like God also met me through nature. Mm. Um, like Derek, when you were sharing of, um, yeah, your story, I thought of how there was this time in Tanzania where I was watching a sunset. I was there on a short term mission trip. And uh, we weren't watching the sunset. We were like doing our, what we were supposed to be doing, like setting up Jesus film in this village, (laughs) but the sun happened to be setting. And I just remember thinking it felt very like intimate and personal that God had created this beautiful sunset for me to be Mm -hmm. in that very specific point to enjoy him and to see that despite the fact that this is a broken world, that it's so beautiful and that he must be so much more beautiful as the creator. Um, and so it, it's just like in those tiny moments, I feel like God is communicating something about himself through mm-hmm. nature um, that ends up, I don't know, screaming out to me that this is, this is like a holy moment or mm-hmm. a moment to worship God in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which I think kind of leads to my next question, <laughs> which is, what is it about nature that points you to worship God? Hmm. Uh, yeah, like, I think I kind of alluded to it a little bit, but it is like a reflection of the most beautiful thing in the universe. And like, his handiwork and his craftsmanship is like, no no master craftsman or painter can match kind of what he has made. And the fact that like he still sustains and nourishes it and causes it to grow and causes seasons and cycles. And it's almost overwhelming when you think about it because it's so complex and it's all done out of love. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's just how can that not point you to creator where like, like you look at a tree outside and it's like its branches are like raised in worship to God. And it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful. It points to him, right? I think I think a lot about God's grace in nature. Um, And I think that's what I am constantly reminded of. And it gives me a lot of hope. Um, I think especially (laughs) we've all kind of gone through various levels of like, lockdown and you can't go anywhere you can't even go for a walk and all that sort of thing and it can it has felt really overwhelming at different Mm. times and it's felt like uh 
even just like I live maybe a five minute walk from the edge of the ocean and I can't even go do that at different points um, in the last couple of years. And I remember just walking out and just seeing a flower blossom. Like it just, you know, one day it's closed, the next day it's open. And I just remember looking at that and being like, flowers are still opening. <laughs> like God is still here and he's mm-hmm. still doing stuff and he's active. And in like, I think some seasons where um, lately it's felt um, there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of like uncertainty. Um, I've taken a lot of solace in experiencing just kind of the grace of God in his kind of common grace, I guess, in some ways. It's like he still makes the flowers grow and he still, um, the seasons, like you mentioned, Derek, like spring is still coming and Mm -hmm. and (laughs) summer still comes and all this sort of thing. And just being reminded of that reminds me of like um, his constancy in it Mm. and his grace in it um, and his grace to me. Um, And I think I've shared with Selena sometimes, like I've, like grown little things like vegetables and flowers and like just watching those little things happen. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what did I actually do to make this happen? Very, very little. (laughs) But then you watch it happen. You feel like, I'm like, oh, I'm so like proud of this little tiny thing. And and then it grows into like this big, huge tomato plant that takes over half of my (laughs) little flower bed. I'm like, ah. And just like watching, um, I don't know, this thing that just like, like, seeing God grow stuff is is amazing mm-hmm. to me and it blows my mind. So I think that's something that continually comes back to me, um, experiencing God's grace in nature. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm very bad at growing things, but I try. <laughs> I do love growing things. I, I feel like the, the thing that kind of gets me is that um, I feel like it, nature makes scripture come alive for me. Um, there's so much about, um, about the world in the Bible, but there's like very descriptive passages in the Bible of like God as this creator. And like, um, you know, I think of Jesus saying like, even if, if they, if people don't cry out and praise me, even the rocks cry out and praise me. And, um, and how like when I'm in some beautiful, you know, mountainous or ocean or sunset or whatever, that um, that those verses kind of come back to my mind um, and and show like the greatness of God and the beauty of what he's made um, and even teaching me things about him. Like I remember uh, I had never really seen like shooting stars before or like a lot of stars in my life until I went to Tanzania. <laughs> I've like always lived in the city. Um, and, uh, when I, when we went to Tanzania, like it was just like pitch black outside and I saw the Milky Way for the first time. And I actually felt a little small. Like and I was kind of scared, like actually afraid. And, um, it was because it was so beautiful, but it, like it, it drew me in despite being afraid. And I remember afterward kind of thinking about that and thinking, I wonder if that's what it means to fear the Lord, mm-hmm. where there is like a tinge of fear and yet you can't stop looking at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like sucks you in instead of scares you away. Um, and so that's been like a helpful analogy for me to understand this biblical concept through through something that I experience through nature. Um, and I find that 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 happens and works for me um, quite a bit um, 
But is this like for you guys, do you find that this is something that's natural for you to worship God through nature or did you have to cultivate it? Um, what was that like for you? I think I've always felt really drawn to, um, like, I, I mean, I mentioned this before, like the ocean has definitely drawn me in many, many times. And just being close to that has been, um, I'm grateful that that's like an opportunity that I have. Um, I too grew in, grew up in city, like kind of life. I don't think I've ever spent too much time in the country or or that sort of thing. Um, so I think to some degree, like there's some cultivation of it. Um, but I think for a long time, it would just kind of be um, the opportunities when you get to go camping as a kid or when you get to go to the beach or um, when you so happen. I definitely like road trips, you know, we would drive from like the East Coast to uh, Toronto a lot, like every summer. And that was definitely one of those places where you just kind of see a whole day's worth of light. <laughs> from like sunrise yeah. to sunset because my dad liked to drive through the night too um so i think those were some opportunities um i think more recently the cultivation has been around like growing stuff to be honest and it has like taught me so much about yeah like what you were saying selena like it's made like the gospels and what jesus talks about in terms of growing things and and um like the farmer that goes and sows the seed, like it's made that feel really real, um, so much more real to me that you get a lot of like the analogies and, and the stories that Jesus tells. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I think I get this way better than I did before. So that's been something that's more newly cultivated in my life. Um, but yeah, like I think there's some kind of natural draw and there's been uh, different areas that it has cultivated I feel really blessed. I actually grew up outside of the city <laughs> and uh, uh, on like a little acreage, basically surrounded by Aspen Forest. Wow. And I remember as a kid just exploring, like spending all afternoons, like trekking through the trees, trying to find some new little place to discover and getting all pricked by rose bushes. And, um, but like, so for me, it was always just natural that like um appreciation for what god has made um just kind of has always been a part of my life and um it was yeah kind of like that sense of wonder and curiosity and, and discovery um that comes when you're going through a new section of uncharted forest as a kid imagining whatever little scenario is happening um is like an adventure that's kind of a reflection of the adventure that we get to go through in our lives with God. And yeah, so for, for me, it, it, it's always just kind of been there for sure. And, and as I've grown and matured, um, kind of like what you said, Deb, um, you do get a more deeper sense of appreciation, um, as, as you, as you know and learn the scripture and, um, get to know God better. It just is this process that kind of keeps building on itself. And yeah, it's quite a beautiful experience. I'm curious, Derek, like, were there <laughs> boundaries given to you as a kid? Um, I'm like, I feel like my parents would never have let me do that. I, I guess maybe it was like a different time or something. Cause I know now 
I like the way society works and stuff like that. It's like you'd be trespassing or whatever. But I feel like back then, for some reason, nobody cared. So you just wander around and it was awesome. I, yeah, never. Was it just like come home in time for dinner or <laughs> <laughs> when it's dark out, come back? Uh, pretty much. It's like get out of the house and go have some fun. And <laughs> so, yeah, you, me and a friend would just, yeah, you just go trek and use your imagination and build a little fort out of fallen wood that you find. And yeah, it was great. Yeah. Deb, would you do that with your kids? Um, again, we live in the city, so, <laughs> and our backyard is like so tiny. Um, I wish we could, like, I think sometimes, like I have a daughter who loves to explore. So even when we go on a, a short hiking, like in the forest, there's like a path, but there's lots of woods around. She really likes to say like, can we go on an adventure? And it's maybe like off the path by like 20 feet or something. And then we'll always kind of like bring them back sort of thing. Um, yeah, probably my husband and I have similar upbringings in that we weren't really like allowed to do those things. And our parents were a little bit more strict about, um, yeah, being careful and being safe. And so like, I know that's something that I try to, as a parent now, kind of be a little looser, but I still have that innate built in like voice in my head. <laughs> like, just be careful, just be safe. Anyway. Yeah. What about you, Go- Selena? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have kids. My, my parents, um, they, I don't, like, they didn't really know a lot about nature, I feel. Like, we never really went camping or anything growing up. Um, but they would let me go with other families to go mm-hmm. on, like, hikes. Like, we would go to Hamilton. And Hamilton is, like, the waterfall capital of the world, which is kind of crazy to me. But it's because there's so many tiny waterfalls. And so I know um, I enjoyed those things. But I don't know if I really always connected that to God. I think the moon when I was a kid, like the moon was like a symbol, um, that reminded me of God and God's presence, like looking outside of the car and looking at, at the moon. And maybe it was partially as you were talking like about that constancy, like the moon is very constant, even if it changes in shape, it is always in the sky every night. Um, and so even though I didn't get to see tons of stars, um, but I, I could even, like tell you what Orion's belt was growing up and things like that. I saw a few constellations here and there. And I think that um, I had always made the connection uh, of this was something that God created and uh, made me think of God. And I think um, as I grew, that became more something that I realized that that nature is something that I enjoy. I enjoy trespassing as well. (laughs) And um, I do enjoy uh, adventure in general. And so adventure tends to um, help me experience God, which is, you know, random like other people. Like, uh, um, you know, on a day of rest, they will like want to sit inside and read. And I'm like, I just need to like go outside and do something Um, a tangible like walk. And I think living in the city, I have to choose that as well. And so like, whether it's walking on trails, um, just find something that will help me connect with God, especially if I have been locked up inside like COVID forever. (laughs) So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Okay. So what has nature and creation taught you about God and what have you learned about yourself through nature? Um, 
for me, it, I've kind of come to this realization, sort of like what you had said there earlier, um, Selena, that like all of creation is good. Like when God made it, he says it's good. But he also said like for us to like go out and subdue it. And that like idea of needing to subdue something, like it's a little bit wild and it's a little bit dangerous and it's not necessarily safe, um, but it is good. Um, and God would never necessarily hurt us or anything, but he will call us out of our comfort zone and he will bring us kind of into ways of being that we're in our humanness, not comfortable with almost sometimes. Like I actually remember, um, I think it was just in like, um, the Lion, Witch and the Wardrobe when the, uh, Susan, I think was learning about Aslan and it's like, he's a lion. Like, is he safe? And then I can't remember who said, it's like, oh, nobody said anything about being safe, but he's good, right? And mm -hmm. so um, there is that sense of like that kind of heroic journey that we're being called onto with Christ, that nature kind of reflects as well. And it's it's exhilarating, actually. <laughs> it's It brings life and it brings growth and it brings change and character development and um, it doesn't mean that it's easy though. Um, and I've learned that kind of even just about myself that, as I mentioned before, it's like, we're these little small, tiny things. Like when you said you were looking up at the Milky Way and suddenly you, you just feel like a speck of dust, but you're still an important part of who God has made as part of his creation and part of kind of his grand plan. Right. And so, yeah, that's a big thing that always resonates with me. Hmm. I have a question for you, but I also want yeah. to say it's Mr. Beaver who says, Oh, is it? Okay. Good. okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm a bit of a C.S. Lewis oh, fan. Nice. <laughs> but how would you define subduing the earth? Like what, what does that oh, mean? Wow. Um, mm. That's a good question. I think there's different theological interpretations of that. Um, but I think for me, it would be, being like the stewards and caretakers that God had initially called us to be um, and to treat things with the life-giving and nurturing respect that um, it deserves, not to just take, seize control and scrape every inch of soil and try and get all the money and resources and mm -hmm. consume everything, but to actually steward it as a partner with God, mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to be God yourself and um, create something in your own image. I guess that's that's kind of my interpretation of what subdue means. I really like that. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. It's a. I think that that is a challenging and character building thought. <laughs> um, yeah, because I do think that we often want to use the land for ourselves yeah. versus care for it in a manner that actually honors God as creator mm -hmm. um, and even just like thoughtful for other people as well. Mm -hmm. um, so those are good things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, um, what have I learned about myself through nature? I think something that's recently happened for me is um, in the cultivation, like when I was talking about, I've been learning about, um, kind of like the aspect of cultivating and how God 
um, shows himself to me through that. Um, so as like a very amateur gardener, <laughs> I have this thing in my very tiny backyard called gout weed or bishop's weed. And good Lord, that thing is if you do not stay on top of that, it just takes over and it just kind of like, and it's always like spring. It's one of those first things that just starts to peek through. And um, every spring, I kind of have to walk out and look at the little spots where it starts to peek through. And I have to like, get to I can't even just like pick out the leaves because it's one of those ones that like, even the roots underneath have shoots that like, if the root touches soil, <laughs> it'll just keep growing. So then I have to like follow um the stem down to the root and I have to try to get as much of the root out as possible and that sort of thing. And that to me, every time I have to do that, and it's like a constant maintenance, I have to keep going out there over and over and over again at different points of the seasons, just clearing this thing out. That just like teaches me so much about growth and like God's mm. growth in me. Um, and just that kind of like constant tending that he does in me and um, that he's like, I want good things to grow in your life. And then it's just like as these little things that kind of creep up that he's like, yeah, that's that's not a good one. So let's follow that down to the root, which, by the way, hurts a lot, mm. <laughs> like a growth way. You're just like, oh, but that root's kind of like unearthing all of these other things that I'd really like to leave settled in the soil. Thank you very much. Um, but, you know, I think it just reminds me of like um, God's care for me and what it what growth means and what it looks like for me um and that god's kind of care is that these things that are that are going to choke out healthy things um they just need to be checked constantly and there's like this kind of constant process and so that's been something that like every time i'm <laughs> like weeding for gout weed i just keep thinking i'm like yeah this is it's like no you don't get to live here no you don't get to stay yeah. in my life no you don't get to like keep growing um so that's been something that i've really experienced and connected with just listening to you, I can't help but see God as as the gardener, which he does mm -hmm. describe himself yeah. as yeah. Um, in like John 15, you know, and mm -hmm. the pruning that happens. And I, I'm not always a huge fan of the pruning, but how necessary yep. um, that is. Actually, I this is totally random. I had a plant that died and I pruned it and it is now growing. Mm. Um, and I, I was like kind of pleased with it. I was like, yes, like. It, it survives. It um, <laughs> and I was like, the pruning is necessary to life. Um, but just thinking about God as like this gardener, even yeah. his delight in creation and how when he was creating the world, there's so much joy there. Um, and that he made us to be uh, people like you were saying, Derek, cultivators of the earth, people who subdue mm -hmm. the earth and care for it. And so he made us to be gardeners. And yep. so this very... Um, like practical application of caring for the earth is actually a part of um, who God is and who he made us to be. Mm -hmm. um, even though I'm like not the best. I have many dying plants like all over my house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have African violets that have not flowered for I think five years. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I don't even know what this 
I mean, people on podcast, they can't see this, but you guys can see this oh. very wonky plant. Okay. <laughs> to describe it, too. it looks like, what, how could you, it's kind of a I'm Dr. not Seuss even sure if it's thing. alive <laughs> or if those are the colors. Of the I, it has always been a bit red on the bottom. It's like these branches are just like screaming for wanting the sun, I think. Yeah. So they're just mm. going all over the place, like trying to find <laughs> sun in the winter. And it had bugs at one point. Anyways, it's like I put it here to be a little bit away from the other plants. Oh, I dropped something so that the other plants don't get infected by bugs. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's, there's a spiritual practice but now it's like starved for light because all the other plants are near the window and anyways um <laughs> i just thought i would share that with you guys. <laughs> um okay so this this is probably for somebody like me so when i am like when i experience something good i want to experience it all the time and like mm. only experience that and kind of chase chase after it forever and ever and ever, um, maybe to like a gluttonous point. Um, so what if someone takes this a bit too far where all they want to do is sit in nature experiencing God, but then they're not really uh, reading their Bibles or discovering other ways of experiencing him. Mm-hmm. And is that like a temptation for you at all? It is for me. <laughs> I'll put it out there. <laughs> I think it's kind of a temptation for everyone in some way. Like when, when you ask that, I I think of Paul in like Romans one, as he was talking about how God has revealed himself through creation to everybody. And it's like, he says, although they knew God, they didn't worship him as God. Mm -hmm. And they started to worship creation instead. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of leads to all the, all those problems. And I think there is that temptation to replace the creator with something created and, and create an idol um, out of something. So I think there, there certainly is a, a danger in it. If you are sort of forsaking everything else just for that, like, I think, I think you really have to like the most clear way of still hearing from God is the word that he's given us, like in the, in scripture. And I think yeah, if you don't hold that in balance, I think it's easy to kind of come up with your own ideas and come up with what's right in your own eyes, right? And um, I think, yeah, I think it could could be a danger. Um, I don't know if I've ever necessarily felt tempted by it. It just because um, it's just something I've grown up with knowing about. Um, but I can I can see like if it wasn't a problem, Paul wouldn't have probably addressed it right so mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of all i have to say on that i think so yeah i also you know even as you're asking this selena i've i'm trying to like think if there's been a time where that has been a problem or like just something that i've noticed as like oh it's just you know maybe that's not so good and it's been a little bit tricky. So maybe you should share your experience and maybe that'll help us kind of jog mm-hmm. our own experiences too. But yeah, I think maybe the temptation would be to be uh, stuck in my contemplation. Mm-hmm. That's probably um, one that's real for me because I really like to contemplate. 
And then also because I don't always have as much time and space to do it. So when it does come, I'm like, oh, I just want to like squeeze the most I can out of it. And um, yeah, so that's probably something I can think of off the top of my mind. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, one way that I've seen it in my life is I enjoy contemplation in nature, but then I um, might f- do that and forsake other people um, mm-hmm. and like just want to be by myself with Jesus outside and not care for any other human being mm-hmm. <laughs> and and be resentful that other people might actually like want or need me at times, which is mm-hmm. funny because I'm an extrovert. And yet I'm very like, this is how I get my extrovert energy and this is not. <laughs> and, and so that, that can sometimes be a way um, that I find it tempting. And I think that mm-hmm. I I've seen maybe in others where um, the excuse of, like I experience God in this way, in this way only, um, and how it can actually lead to not not reading scripture, um, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think um, for me, one of the great things about nature is that it often brings me to a point of um, bringing back scripture to my mind. And um, But if you don't have that foundation, like I grew up, actually going to like a Christian school where I had to memorize a lot of things that I'm thankful for. Cause back then I don't think I really appreciated it, but then now it's like, Oh, like those verses I memorized as a kid in Christian school actually come back to me in my moment of need. And I'm thankful for like Bible apps and things too, mm-hmm. that um, where I, I do enjoy just reading the Bible or listening to the Bible um, outside. And um, it helps me like focus even, but for others, it might not exactly do that. And it might actually be a distraction Mm. uh, from experiencing God in his word in nature as well. Anyways, those are just some of my random Mm -hmm. thoughts. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I, even when Derek, you were talking about um, our tendency as humans to like, just make idols out of things. I think I felt that temptation um, in nature, like, So I think that's more from the bend of like being a photographer and artist that like I love to paint watercolors and I love to take photographs and that sort of thing. There have been definitely times where I really want to see that sunset because I'm like, I really want to have that like majestic photograph Mm. and or you know, I want, or even it's like, I want that photograph so then I can paint that sky because those clouds are amazing. And so in some ways, it's like what can be God's way of connecting with me can be a source of like, just even inspiration for me as a person can also be fully exploited because it's like what I want and I want to make it into something that um, I think comes from a, a not a bad place. Like you want to reflect Mm -hmm. God's glory. And yet um, there are definitely have been times where I kind of catch myself and I'm like, I actually think that the best thing for me to do right now is to like be present, to be present Mm -hmm. with God and like put my camera down, pack it away and just go for the walk and just appreciate. And then, so I do do that. Like I do have practices where 
I'm, I can feel it in me. It's like, I should bring my camera just in case there's like a nice moment that I want to capture. <laughs> and then like their moments are like, but I think this is about me actually trying to connect with God and trying to like mm-hmm. uh, steal my thoughts. And in order to do that, I actually need to like put that tool away and not think about how can I make God's creation something I consume. Mm. in kind of this day and age. And so I think that's been probably more the thing that I've had to work through for myself. Yeah. There's that temptation to kind of move out of like the present moment of experiencing Mm. him and either dwell on the past or worry about the future or try to, Mm -hmm. like you say, consume and control things. And um, in nature, he's calling us to like, no, look, look at what I've made. Here I am. Like I'm here let's let's enjoy this beauty together right mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, th- I feel like that's such a real temptation these days especially with like things like instagram and <laughs> social media like you yeah. want to do things and experience things not for the experience but to show other people that you are experiencing yep. things yeah look at how like, much like- fun i'm pretending to have <laughs> <laughs> Or it's like a pick or it didn't happen, right? Like, did the sunset ever even happen if you don't have a photograph? (laughs) Did you really go on that hike if you didn't take a group picture? (laughs) And then, and then you get so focused on like, well, I need like the best photo of this like random flower or whatever. And so I'll take like 20 photos and then pick the best one and put a verse up with it or something, you know? And it's like totally takes away from just being in the moment with God and enjoying him and what he's communicating to you Mm -hmm. privately. Um, We live in such a like, look at me kind of Mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What if someone was curious about experiencing God in nature? Um, Mm -hmm. What steps would you encourage them to take? It sounds like a simple answer. I'd say just, just go and, try it like take a half day bring a bottle of water and 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 maybe a set of headphones and listen to some kind of cool music or maybe listen to your bible app or something and um and try it and i think go with an expectation and ask god to meet you and show Mm -hmm. you something that you've never experienced before and i really think he'll meet you there and i think he will surprise you in ways that are mind-blowing and and new and um, wonderful um yeah there's no harm in just I, I guess it's easy here i can just in calgary like drive for a half an hour and like be in the mountains but um i think even yeah like go to a park and just uh sit by a river or something. i don't know if there's rivers in toronto or not but um <laughs> <laughs> they have a lake but, i think <laughs> oh yeah there's a nice lake i guess yeah like creeks maybe <laughs> yeah, i don't know I, i'd say um try it and and just ask god to surprise you and i think he will yeah i i think about like a park that brings you kind of into that space and then there's there is a difference with like something that's been kind of manicured and mm-hmm. presented to you and there's something different from like uh somewhere where you can explore and adventure and mm-hmm. just kind of like experience 
uh, don't get lost. <laughs> so like you kind of chart out your path and, and know what you <laughs> don't like be like, uh, I heard on this podcast <laughs> and then like you're lost in the woods. Don't do that. Bring a GPS um, app I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's just something different and unique about, and I, I am totally speaking from like a city perspective that there's definitely some gardens and some parks that I really like to go to, but they're different than if I were to just go a little bit further and put some effort into going somewhere that has um, just kind of like a bit more rawness and openness to explore and discover. Um, and I think for me, that's definitely been helpful in opening myself up to receiving um, a God that isn't necessarily like presented to me, <laughs> mm. something like that allows me to be open and curious and that God kind of meets me in that space. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Derek. Some of, sometimes it's like make a plan and just try it. Um, mm. yeah. I feel like we've kind of touched upon a little bit, like enjoying God and the beauty of nature, but then there's been these like hints of enjoying God through the adventure mm. of, of nature. Do you think that's like actually a part of this? Cause it's very much a part of it for me. So now I'm like, Oh, is this like maybe something like God created the world to be a bit of our, our playground in some 100%, ways? 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the other story that I thought about, about like when God meets us, um, happened uh, kind of January-ish or February-ish of 2020. And it was shortly after my father was diagnosed with colon cancer. He's okay. Um, but at the point, uh, there was just so many unknowns of like, what's going to happen? Sorry. Mm. <laughs> um, this is why I didn't want to open with that story. <laughs> um and I think, like, for me, there was just a lot of questions of parental death, um, a lot of, like, just feeling of, like, untold stories that I'll miss. So I was just processing a lot of that. And it was the winter time. Um, and there was just one morning I didn't have anything. Nobody needed me for anything. And I um, took a, a little trip out just just outside the city and there was this kind of um hike that I've only explored maybe 10% of like this huge um loop around a lake and that day that I went out I did pack my camera with my black and white film um it's one of those art forms that I don't feel as constrained to like produce in and so I took it and it was loaded with some film and the snow had just fallen. And so all of it was like clinging to the trees. And I just remember like walking the original path um, and just kind of like experiencing God's comfort and his like knowing of like what I was processing in my mind. And at different points, I just observed that there was like footprints of someone else that had kind of like gone off the path and I was just like oh I wonder where that goes and so I just kind of followed footprints randomly of other people that had already like gone in this um hiking system and I just remember in those moments of like allowing myself to follow footprints um in real life like mm -hmm. in a physical way 
allowed me to follow. Um, yeah, just kind of follow God's leading of like him just kind of walking me through those questions of like, what if that happens? And what if you do lose, lose your dad? And, um, you know, what would that look like? And that sort of thing. And it, I think what it taught me was like that invitation to explore. Um, I felt like God met me with um, just an openness to experience um, his presence in all the crevices that I was just mm. trying to work through in that moment of processing a lot of grief. So mm. I think that's definitely been um, so that adventure and curiosity allows me when I do that in a physical way, like God kind of invites me into um, kind of his place in discovering mm. the ways that he meets me in that. So that's, yeah, I think you're right, Selena. I kind of touched on it. And I think there is that aspect of it that kind of breaks open our preconceived notions or our expectations of what I want from mm. God in this moment um, and that he invites us into something he just wants to show us. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing and being so vulnerable. Yeah, thank like you. your tears honor us and the listeners of this yeah. as well. Thank you um, very much, Deb. That was beautiful. <laughs> I, I had a similar, so it, it has snowed a lot here in Ontario and um there's like, there's tons of snow everywhere and, uh, they'd have not done a good job of like cleaning up the streets. <laughs> and so I went, this is like a, not similar to your story at all. The only thing that is similar <laughs> is that it was, was that, um, the only way to actually get through these like mounds of, mm. of like snow in the street was to actually step in other people's footprints. Mm. And I was thinking about how thankful I am that there were footprints that I could yeah. just like fall into. Um, and it did, it actually did make me think of the many believers who go before us and that we follow in and how thankful I am, um, for like Christian tradition and mm -hmm. like our ancestors and how, there is like a path laid before that actually did make me feel like a sense of calm in the hardship mm. of what it's like to be a Christian. Like it, sometimes it, it feels really hard and difficult and I'm just like, I don't know if I can do this, <laughs> you know? Mm. And then it's like, yeah, like stepping into those, those footprints in the snow made me think of, of the many before me who have gone and who have been faithful to the end um, and who have persevered and it's like, okay, I can persevere. This was actually yesterday, me coming back from the grocery store. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, I, I feel like God uses so much to communicate about himself and even different things using similar, um, similar parts of nature can communicate one thing to one person and different thing to somebody else. And yet I think it, really does show that God is a God who is working and communicating and knows how to communicate to his people in ways in which they will hear and understand and, mm. um, and see him in. Yeah. Um, now I know people who hate like being out in nature. <laughs> I, I am thinking of like my pastor who often will be like, he doesn't understand camping. He doesn't understand like any of this stuff. I'm indoorsy. Is what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I would describe myself as indoorsy. <laughs> I've never heard that, but oh yeah, I, I, 
I have a friend who says that. <laughs> um, but, but I have many friends who are like, Selena, I'm an immigrant. Like, I don't do this yeah. outside. Like, why would you choose to, like, sleep outside in the wild? And I'm like, because it's fun. And, you know? Um, so what about people who just, they, they, they hate it. They do not experience God mm. in this way, period. Like, what would you have to say to them? To touch a little bit on the immigrant experience, Selena. <laughs> we are um, both, me and Deb are both immigrants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a child of immigrant. Well, I guess I technically immigrated too. Anyway, um, I've had friends who, uh, so like my family background is, uh, Hong Kong as well. So I have like different friends. So I connect well with like, um, Hong Kong immigrants and, uh, there have been a couple of friends of mine that recently immigrated to Canada. And one of the things that they just expressed to me, they're like, we just don't have access to this where we mm-hmm. are. And I've never, um, it's, it's like they are experiencing um, the world in a very different way because of where they have like changed where they live. And um, that's been really fascinating for me to see from their perspective, because all of their experiences, I mean, save for like, there definitely are some like hikes and, and places where you can go. So it's not that they don't have that in Hong Kong, but predominantly speaking, I think you have to make a lot of effort to experience, mm-hmm. you know, nature in a <laughs> adventurous, raw kind of like as it is way. Um, and so when they've come here and they're just like, wow. The, the sky is like so blue here and the fields are so big and the ocean is like, it's just expansive. And so that's been really neat to watch, um, kind of from their perspective. Um, so I don't, I don't know exactly how that answers the question, but sometimes it is opportunity. Sometimes people mm-hmm. just don't have the opportunity or so, you know, I do, I am like considerate of like, you can't just be like, hey, go experience nature because that's where God is. <laughs> to someone who's like, you know, in a different, totally different circumstance, uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Like, um, now I'm trying to remember the original question. Um, it was like people who, who completely hate it. I, sh- right. I, I will say, um, I immigrated from England, which was like a big city to like London, England to <laughs> oh, Canada. Wow, yeah. So, um, uh, that I've just always been in like city areas, but even that I find that God, um, like there's parts of the city that I find really beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I, like to me, like nature isn't always just nature. Nature definitely is like the bigger part of where I experience God, but even just wandering around the city sometimes mm-hmm. is another way, um, that I've found that God um, connects with me to. And so it's a little different than like a beautiful mountainous place or um, the ocean. But uh, I feel like for me, it is more just being outside. Um, That's like an aside. The question (laughs) was actually, uh, what about the people who, who like do not experience God in this way and just hate, um, hate the outdoors in general? Mm. My initial thought is like to each their own. Not everyone has to yeah. do. That. I guess That's like I, I kind of like jokingly say I think they're missing out, but <laughs> in a lot of ways. But I also know that like everybody is built differently, and they do experience God in different ways. And 
I'm really thankful that this is the way that I experience God, but I also see it as like a learning opportunity when I engage with other people to see how they experience God in, in ways that I um, might uh, shy away from or haven't known about. And so I see it as maybe more of an opportunity to just get to know somebody better and dialogue and learn and um, and get to love them on a different way too, right? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah, I I personally am so thankful for it. But I also love those chances to see things through somebody else's eyes too. So, Yeah, I almost hear like there's a slight invitation to people to, to try it even if they do hate it <laughs> so that in understanding like the greater body of Christ and how mm-hmm. others experience God and see if there's something there that they can learn for themselves. But um, it's totally fine as well. If, mm-hmm. if, it just, if it's like, Nope, I still hate this. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've not that, experienced Jesus in this way. Maybe like, it's also like uh, there's the typical ways, right? But there's mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of different ways to experience God in nature. Like you said, Selena, like it's not just about the expansive skies and the ocean and the mountains. Um, and like, obviously we're in Canada, so we do speak from a very Canadian experience mm-hmm. point of view. Um, but at the same time, like just because you're like, I don't really like the outdoors. Maybe your version of like what you think the outdoors is, is like backpack camping that your buddy over here <laughs> Derek is like, he told me this would be fun. It's terrible. The bugs, <laughs> the <laughs> ground is hard. <laughs> yeah, all this. But like, it can be different than that. Um, you know, some people love like houseplants or some people really love watching storms from their window or, you know, there's different ways to take in nature. Um, so I don't think it has to be like even the things that we talked about here is not necessarily like prescriptive. Like it has mm-hmm. to be this way. God doesn't meet you if you don't wander in a snowy woods. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always go back to like those little tiny details. I remember, I can't remember where or when it was, but I read this little thing about a fellow marked out a one by one square meter spot of like a forest floor. And for a year he'd go there every day and like document all the little Mm. tiny changes that happen in this little square meter of forest floor. And it was like an entire universe was happening in this little tiny spot. And so, yeah, you don't have to like go hike the West coast trail and climb Mount Everest or whatever. Sometimes it could just be taking time to like stop and look at the bugs doing their things and the mushrooms growing and the, and the way a leaf is changing and decaying as it's fallen on the ground over a month or so. Like, those little things are beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe that's an invitation for somebody to be like, yeah, you don't have to go on like a big, huge trek. You can just just look and observe and see what God has to show you in those little tiny things too. I've heard of like people just wandering. Maybe they're like, I'm just going to spend an afternoon wandering. And, you know, it could be in a city. I have friends who love, I I love to wander with some of my friends where we're like, we'll just start here and then we're just going to wander. And there's no like, we need to get to this place at this point. I want to see these things. And there's just kind of a, where do you want to go now? It's like, well, how about that way? And Mm. there's just kind of like a uh, wandering and 
sort of like a curiosity adventure and you discover things that you didn't see. I'm like, oh, I didn't see that graffiti before. Like I didn't <laughs> notice that thing before because I've never really like I've always been in a rush trying to get somewhere. So even like that, I think can be really helpful. I do think there is a difference between just being outdoors though, because in the outdoors, like even just outdoors, breathing fresh mm -hmm. air, um, it is different than say like wandering a mall. Yep. <laughs> I think there's like two totally different experiences there. So I think like an outdoor experience, it has that sense of, um, I can't control what's going to happen. I don't know exactly where this is going to take me and just kind of an openness that um, you experience because of that. So I think there's a slight difference. So it's like indoorsy versus outdoorsy could have like a wider definition. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you guys were talking about like taking in the details, I thought of a hilarious moment where I one time took um, these photos of these flowers that had these beetles on it. And then I later realized that the beetles were mating. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I just interrupted their, you know, private time. <laughs> well, I didn't actually interrupt them at all. You just documented it. <laughs> I documented it. Yeah. <laughs> but it made me laugh after. And I was like, oh God, has a sense of humor to allow me to experience that. <laughs> And that's what it taught me about things. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it what is, is that reminder oh. of like when Jesus says it's like, like, don't worry about what your life mm -hmm. is going to be like. It's like, look at the lilies of the field mm -hmm. and the birds. Mm -hmm. Like they don't have to toil and, and stuff, but my father takes care of them. And yeah. when you see those little things happening below kind of the surface level of observation, and know that like God's still behind that and cares about that and loves that too. It's mm -hmm. like, wow, he's so like awesome. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really true. I think about that often as I even like see like sparrows and birds and things like, mm -hmm. yeah. Or the beauty of flowers and plants too. Mm -hmm. um, what is something that you would like students to take away from this episode? God really mm. wants to meet you. Mm -hmm. He really wants to be with you. Yeah. And he invites us to be present with him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just want people to remember that like God made this world out of his love. He didn't make everything out of a lack or a need. And so when you see the things that he's made, it's actually like a physical, tangible representation of like his love as he made it. And it's something that you can like literally you can touch to know that like this thing was made out of an overflowing, wonderful creator who wants to know you as well mm -hmm. in that intimate way. And yeah, that's, that's just, that's the most exciting adventure we can ever go on. That's good stuff. I hope they take that away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, thank you so much for giving me so much of your time today and joining me on this podcast. This is a lot of fun. Um, thank you. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, yeah. no problem. I, I'm just, I'm beaming. I'm ready for students and people listening to this to experience God in this way. And um, I hope that there's something that they, they take away and implement in their life from this. But thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah, thank you. At the end of every episode, we like to ask you, the listener, 
to pause with God and to consider and ponder all that you have heard to apply it to your life. So here are the questions now. What are you taking away from this episode? Do you experience God in nature? And if so, can you describe a time where you connected with God? What did that communicate to you about Him and about yourself? If you don't connect with God in nature, Is that something that God is inviting you to try, to discover something new about Him? Do you have friends who experience God in that way, who you can join to try this out? Are you tempted to make creation an idol, forgoing reading scripture and experiencing God holistically in other ways? As you think about being a part of God's plan and beauty in creation, how does that prompt you to worship Him? What verses come to mind when you think of the God who created the beauty of the earth for you to subdue, enjoy, and experience Him through play and adventure in His created world? As Derek described subduing the earth as being a steward and caretaker with God, how might God be inviting you to join in that good work that he has created you and called you for?
May the God of creation remind you that you are his beloved, who he has created this earth for, to enjoy, to subdue. May you go out experiencing him in all the ways that he calls you to. Amen.